Boom! Shake the room. Fire Nation, JLD here with the Entrepreneurs on Fire income report for February 2021. Our gross income for February was $160,883. Our total expenses were $17,067 for a total net profit of $143,816, which gives us a percentage of net profit to overall gross revenue of 89%. Once again, we're so close to that magical 90 percentile. Ah, maybe next month, but actually it won't be next month and maybe we'll talk about why because we have some things to share. Uh, we've got Josh's monthly tax tip, which is going to be really cool. We're going to be doing some deep dives into PPP and the EIDL funds, stimulus checks, unemployment. We're going to be talking about interviews, interviews, and more interviews. We'll also talk about our funnel that we set up for our book launch, The Common Path to Uncommon Success and some other amazing things as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Online training is skyrocketing across every industry and thousands of entrepreneurs just like us are using Thinkific to create, market, and sell online courses, launch your own online course, and share your knowledge with the world today. Get started at thinkific.com slash E-O-F. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash E-O-F. All right, Fire Nation, we have quite the income report for you. We got Josh coming on the mic right now to talk about the PPP, the EIDL funds, the stimulus checks, unemployment, and so much more. So Josh, take it away. All right, Fire Nation, I know we are all tired of hearing words like unprecedented and crazy and constant change and, and everything we've had to talk about over the last year. But like the rest of the world, the tax world has also seen basically never-ending change over the last year due to COVID. And unfortunately, that doesn't even change right in the middle of tax season because as I'm reading this, the House is set to vote on a bill that's not only going to provide another round of stimulus and other massive changes to our personal and business finances, but it would also change the tax code retroactively for 2020, right? So meaning if you've already filed your 2020 taxes, you could have to change and amend them. Or if you have not yet filed them, uh, that what you would have filed is going to change, all right, so I want to give a quick update on a lot of these issues that you guys would be looking at when it comes to um, 2020 stimulus, uh, the, the funds that were given to you, and, and things that could impact you. But before I do, I want to give one general piece of advice. I would highly recommend not filing your 2020 tax return quite yet. All right, wait until this bill officially passes, which could be today, could be sometime this week. Uh, wait until the president signs it into law and wait till the IRS reacts to it. Because if you file ahead of time, and if you already have, it's not a big deal. But if you file ahead of time, if you file now, then you're going to probably, many of you are going to have to go back and amend your return. It's not a huge deal, just a little bit of a pain. It'll make things easier if you have not filed yet and you think that these changes might impact you, go ahead and wait on that. Um, and I also expect the IRS to extend the tax deadline as well. All right, so I want to hit on a few quick things here that, that are going to 
impact most of, of Fire Nation in some way. Right, first up is the PPP and the EIDL grant funds. Right, by now, you guys should know that if you've been listening to these income reports, um, the process you should be going through the process of forgiveness for those first PPP funds. Right, if you have not already applied for that forgiveness, I would talk to your lender who 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 issued that and, and ask what you need to do. Uh, but that's well underway of getting those loans forgiven. Um, and remember that assuming you use the funds how you were supposed to, you should be able to get that forgiven and never have to pay that back. That's one of the amazing things about it, right? It is now also open for people to file for the second round of PPP funds, which we covered uh, in, in the previous income report. Um, if you're eligible for a second round of PPP funds, even if you already get the first round, uh, you could be eligible again if you meet uh, certain requirements of your business going down in 2020. Um, so, so get on that if you haven't already. Um, when it comes to your taxes, the major thing to note here is that for both PPP funds and the EIDL grant, meaning the, the free money from the EIDL that you never have to give back, those are not taxable income. All right, You don't have to report those as income on your taxes. Additionally, this is where the big area of uh, uncertainty was for a long time last year. The expenses that you paid with those funds are still deductible in your business, right? Meaning, let's say you got $100,000 of PPP funds, you used all $100,000 to pay your employees' salaries. Number one, you don't have to pay taxes on that twenty on that uh, $100,000 as income. And number two, you still do get to deduct those expenses even though you used PPP funds to pay them, All right? So basically, there's, there's no tax impact whatsoever for PPP or EIDL. The stimulus checks, right? The, the, the money that the government sent out two different times in 2020 to, to eligible people to help uh, with, with COVID difficulties. Like with PPP and EIDL, those stimulus checks, the amount you get, they weren't always checks or direct deposits, whatever you want to call them, um, they are not taxable income, right? You do not have to pay taxes on those regardless of how much you got, regardless of, uh, of your income, anything. If you received them, they are not taxable income. Additionally, if you did not qualify for either of those stimuluses based on 2019 taxes, which is what they use to determine it, but you would have qualified based on your 2020 income, you're going to get both of those stimulus amounts as a part of your 2020 tax return. All right, so basically what's going to happen when you file your 2020 tax return, you're going to put in how much you actually received in those stimulus for each one. If you would have received more based on 2020 income, they're going to give it to you now based on, as a part of your return, right? So you either get a bigger refund or, or owe less in taxes if you would have owed. Um, and the other big thing there is they're only going to look at 2020 if it benefits you. So if you received it based on 2019 income, but you would not have received it in 2020, they're not gonna go back and say, oh, actually you weren't eligible for this, we, we want our money back. So it can only be to your benefit. All right, so no matter what, you need to make sure that you give your tax prepared the exact amount you received in each round of stimulus in 2020. All right, so they're going to ask for round one and round two. How much did you receive? Make sure you give them the right number so that you can either get more now or 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 not get extra that you shouldn't have if, if he doesn't say that you received it, which will just cause problems. Finally, this new bill that's being voted on today, hopefully coming into possibly coming into law this week, um, it's going to provide an additional $1,400 per person that's claimed on your tax return. All right. So if you have you and your husband and three kids, multiply five by 1400, that's going to be what you get for this one. Um, they're going to use your 2019 taxes unless you've already filed 2020, then they will use 2020. All right. So plan accordingly there. Uh, the income limits on those are, are basically the same other than the phase out.
out is a lot shorter. So if you're if you're married, instead of cutting you off completely at 198,000, they cut you off completely at 160. So again, talk with your tax professional and plan accordingly there. Uh, finally, the last note here, a big one: unemployment. All right, the, uh, the the COVID bill that's set to be passed this week will impact unemployment in two big ways. First, if you remember uh, unemployment in 2020, they ex- it's normally just a state benefit. Uh, that's a, a, a percentage of the income that you received in your job. The uh, federal government added on top of that uh, an additional amount per week, started at 600, then went down to 300. It was set to expire here shortly. They're going to extend that additional $300 per week from the federal government um, all the way through Labor Day. All right, so that's a big one if you're, if you're currently receiving unemployment. Second, a huge one here, they're going to make a portion of the unemployment that you received in 2020 non-taxable for those with incomes below 150000 Right? Typically, unemployment is a, it's considered taxable income just as if you received money from your job. They withhold taxes on it usually. Um, they should have if they didn't. Um, but this is going to be a huge decision that's going to drastically change how your taxes are filed if you receive that unemployment. And this is why uh, for those of you who did receive unemployment, if you have not already filed your tax returns, do not file yet. It's going to completely change how your return is filed and, and, and how much you owe in taxes. It could reduce your taxable income by, by, by up to a little over $10,000. It could reduce your taxes by a couple thousand dollars, depending on what tax bracket you're in. Right? Um, again, I, I expect the IRS is going to extend the tax deadline from, from 415, just like they did last year. My guess is the new deadline will be in June or July. If you can wait on it, go ahead and wait on it till these things are settled. I've been in the tax world for almost 15 years now. This is by far the most uncertain tax season I've ever seen. Um, if, if you've ever, if, if in the past you attempted to do your own taxes and you say, yeah, it's no, no big deal, maybe it's not usually, this is the year to hire a professional. There's, there's so much uncertainty. There's, there's so much confusion. Things are changing by the minute. Talk to a professional, get them done right this year so that you know you're getting everything you're entitled to and not getting things that you're not entitled to, which could cause even bigger problems. All right, next month, I'm sure I'm going to be back here with a whole new set of updates. Things could have changed drastically again. This is where we stand right now on these major issues. Uh, talk to a tax professional, reach out to us. Uh, we, we always have information on the website, cpmfire.com. You can reach out to me directly, josh at cpmfire.com, and we will talk next month with some updates. Josh, thank you as always for rocking the mic, brother, and Fire Nation, as always, josh at cpaonfire.com or just cpaonfire.com to learn more about the awesome things that Josh has going on. And now what went down in February? Well, it was interviews, interviews, and more interviews. And I don't say that lately. I mean, come on. The book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success is launching on March 23rd. And if you think I will not be sprinting across the finish line, you have another think coming. And I'm actually going to pass it over to Kate because, well, you'll see why I'm probably a little tired of talking right now. What's up, Kate? I can't believe how many interviews you are doing. Every time I look at your schedule, I or actually every time I pull up my calendar, you know the little check mark box that you can like check to see my calendar or I could see your calendar. <laughs> Sometimes I open it and I just am like, oh my gosh, I have to uncheck John's box I like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I mean, okay, let's get into these interviews. So in February, not only are you doing so many interviews, but we also started our weekly meetings with HarperCollins team to check in on orders and discuss which of our marketing strategies are working best. 
Um, we've been chatting about some new ideas to continue improving our pre-launch efforts. And the calls have been really great. I think it's been a really good touch point to just like check in with each other. Um, but one thing that we've been discussing a lot on our calls, and especially in the past couple of weeks as we get closer and closer to launch, which is so exciting, is that interviews are serving us like so well right now. So your work, as you know, is not for naught. It is moving the needle in such a huge way. And Fire Nation, this is not the first time that you've heard us talk about our love for guest podcasting, um, aka being a guest on other people podcasts in your industry or niche. I mean, this is not something that we recommend that you like try out one or two times, not like five times, but this is a really huge growth strategy if you do it consistently over long periods of time. I mean, we've even had people come to us and say, sans their own podcast, like they do not even have their own podcast. They just are guests on other people's podcasts and that has literally built their business. So this growth strategy is a huge winner to say the least. And because we believe so wholeheartedly in the podcast guesting strategy, it really is one of our leading book marketing strategies. We've been getting questions a lot about like what we're doing to market the book. What are the different things we're testing out? Are we doing ads? Da, 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 da. We're going to be doing a massive recap after the book launches to share with you every single strategy and tactic that we used for this book launch. But for purposes of this income report, I want to focus on just how massive this interview strategy has been for us. And just to show you how much we believe in the power of guest podcasting, I went back into John's calendar and I clicked that little box just for you guys because I wanted to be able to count the number of interviews that he has done on other podcasts specifically to spread the word about the common path to uncommon success. Just like throw out a number. Maybe you're like in your car right now or you're working out or you're with friends or whatever you're doing right now. Like just think what, like how many interviews do you think John did in February? I'll give you a second to think like, okay, 28 days. It's a short month. Da, da, da. Okay. I'm going to break this down for you by week. In week one of February, John did 32 interviews. Week two, he did 31. Week three, 24. And week four, my head is popping off right now, 52 <laughs> interviews. I am talking within a seven day, well, actually like a four day period. I give myself one day a week off. <laughs> oh my goodness. For anyone who hasn't been doing the math, that is a total of 139 interviews in the month of February alone. John, what the heck? I was going to say, there's no swearing on this podcast, <laughs> just for the record. And, you know, March is probably going to be even bigger. I, I mean, probably not even probably. I mean, it's going to be a bigger month as far as the number of interviews that I'm doing. And that's only between March 1st and March 23rd because I'm not doing any interviews from March 23rd to March 31st because that's post-launch. So crazy, crazy times. You're probably thinking, okay, great. So you're on a bazillion interviews. Like, how do you even know that these interviews are working? That's a great question, Fire Nation. You always have the best questions. <laughs> so the, I'm going to lay out a little bit like how we know these interviews are working so well. So the pre-order website that we're using for every call to action in all of our marketing is uncommonsuccessbook.com. 
it's not the first time you've heard this link. You've probably been hearing it quite often here on the podcast. So uncommonsuccessbook.com. This is where we have all the retailers linked up so that it's super easy for people to pre-order from whatever outlet they prefer. So you want to go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Book Depository. So we have all of these linked up so that people can order from wherever they prefer to pre-order from. But before we share the links to all those different options for where you can pre-order, we actually ask for your email address. So if you go to uncommonsuccessbook.com and you click the pre-order button, it's going to pop up and it's going to ask you for your email address. Now, when we were very first reviewing this page, I was thinking like, that kind of feels like a barrier. I don't know if that's the right move. Like, why don't we give them the pre-order link first and then... Um, maybe have a call to action on the page that says like, reach out to us for your bonuses. And that was kind of like my struggle is that way didn't seem great either. The main point being we have to have a way to get people their bonuses because we're pushing these pre-order bonuses so much. And they're such incredible bonuses that we want to make sure we are properly rewarding people who are pre-ordering the book. So I wasn't sure that the email capture before the purchase was the right thing, but I also knew that if we didn't do it before the purchase, that we lose the person, right? Once they click to pre-order from Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever, they're not going to come back to the site. Like there's excitement. You just made a purchase. There's a hundred other things going on in your day right there. So I'm glad that we went that route. We did end up going to where you push the pre-order button. It asks for your email address. After you enter your email address, then it pops up with all the links for the options. So this is not only guaranteeing that we have a way to communicate with those who have expressed interest in the book, right? So even if somebody goes there, they put their email in and then they don't end up completing a pre-order for whatever reason, we still have their email address to be able to send them messages. Yes, given we don't actually know whether or not they ended up going on for a pre-order, but we do know that they were at least interested enough to put their email in to get the links. That's number one. So three big things that I'm really glad that we set it up this way. That's number one. Number two is it's guaranteeing we have a way to send people their pre-order bonuses, which was like our main goal in the beginning, right? And number three, it's allowing us to gather such critical information about how people are finding out about the book, which as you know, is really awesome intel for our marketing um, copy and for the way that we're talking about the book. So you might be wondering, how do people just entering their email address allow you to do all of these things? So I wanted to share just the funnel flow for a pre-order so I can kind of wrap this all up in a big bow for you guys. So let's say that you're listening to Hal Elrod's podcast, right? Awesome podcast. And you hear John doing an interview with Hal where they're talking about the common path to uncommon success. The call to action on Hal's interview is that you should definitely head over to uncommonsuccessbook.com to pre-order a copy of the book and you are going to get five amazing bonuses. So listeners are like, I'm definitely going to go check this out, uncommonsuccessbook.com, click the pre-order button and they enter their email address. Next, they're going to choose which retailer they want to use for their pre-order, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. And then before they've even completed their pre-order, because this happens immediately on email capture, they're going to get an email from us in their inbox that's prompting them for three things in order to get the link to download their pre-order bonuses. So somebody finishes their pre-order, they jump into their email inbox, 
boom, there's an email from us and probably an email confirmation from wherever they did their pre-order from. The email from us, when they open it, it's asking them for three things. It's prompting, prompting them to reply with three things. Number one, reply to this email and attach your pre-order receipt because that's what's going to allow us to send you the link for your pre-order bonuses. Number two, tell us where you heard about the book. And number three, why did you decide to pre-order? These three prompts, the pre-order receipt to get the pre-order bonuses, people telling us where they heard about the book and them telling us why they decided to actually go ahead and pre-order has given us such incredible insights into which marketing channels are working the best for us. So we're hearing, you know, from multiple people, maybe that they heard about the book on Hal Elrod's podcast, and that's great information for us, or that they heard about it on, um, uh, what's another podcast you've been, Pat Flynn's podcast. Like, so for, for all of these podcasts that you've been on, John, being able to find out where people are hearing about it, which podcasts, or maybe it's a Facebook live and Instagram live. It's on clubhouse. Like everyone telling us where they heard about the book is giving us more insights into what's working plus why people are interested in the book. I mean, this has allowed us to take info in real time and have it help inform how we're talking about the book. And, you know, if, if people continue to say that the reason why they decided to pre-order is because, um, you know, they love the idea of having a roadmap, then that's going to allow us to start really honing in and focusing on talking about the book in terms of it being a roadmap. So I could talk about this literally all day because <laughs> there is enough to talk about all day. And there's so much more to come on our book launch and all these details. And I know, John, you're going to jump in and kind of add your two cents to this. Um, like I said, we're going to be doing a whole recap post that's going to break down in so much detail. Like this was a very, very small slice of what you can expect in that big recap post. But John, go ahead and talk about kind of from your perspective or add anything that I missed on this point. Well, you didn't miss much, so I'm only going to add one cent, not two cents here. And really, the biggest thing that our focus was here is to say, hey, how can we make a pre-order a no-brainer? Because now this gives us an opportunity to market all month. And in fact, it was all of January, all of February, and now the first three weeks in March and give people a way that they can take action now. And, you know, people are busy. Like, come March 23rd, who knows what people are doing? March 24th, March 25th. And, I mean, they might be on vacation. They might be doing this. They might be doing something else. And so now we get an opportunity to hit people over really three months and say, listen, this book is available for pre-order. There's no reason to wait, so don't even do it because it's a no-brainer to buy right now. And here's five bonuses and five reasons why that you should pre-order this book right now. And we have the UncommonSuccessBook.com page that does a great job that once it gets people to that page, that it shows them, hey, why would I wait? Like, why would I not get this book and all the bonuses? Here's endorsements from Seth Godin, from Gary Vanchuk, from Erica Mandy, Dory Clark, Neil Patel. Here's a video of John jumping into his pool in Puerto Rico and then talking about the book. Here's the first chapter. I can see how the actual book is you know, being written in, in John's writing style and see if I like that. I can see the details of all five bonuses. Let me just pre-order right now. And as Kate mentioned, we're able to get and capture all that information so that, hey, maybe we're going to send an email out in a couple of weeks that says, hey, thank you so much for pre-ordering the book. We know you did. 
we've got an awesome, awesome deal if you want to gift one to your loved one. And maybe we give like this really special call to action now. And what if, you know, of the 5,000 people that we email, what if a thousand of them, 20% take that action? That's a thousand more books. And that's like an opportunity when you do what we're doing here by making it a no-brainer and having people go through this process and building a database for this very reason. So, Kate, I'm going to move on to the audiobook recording unless you uh, had something come up before we do that. Nope, I love it. Let's do it. Audiobook recordings, a doozy. Let me just tell you that, Fire Nation. Like, everybody's like, oh, well, of course you're going to do the audiobook recording. Like, who else would do it? Like, you've got to do it. And I, I do totally agree. Like, it, it had to be done. But it was a beast. I mean, it was a beast, 71,000 words, and I had to roll my sleeves up, both figuratively and literally, and get to work on that in February. And I finished it by the deadline. Actually, I will admit I was a little later than the deadline, but, you know, that was fine. And I got all of the 71,000 words in, all of the 17 chapters, plus, of course, the bonus 18th chapter. I will say I saved chapter 17, uh, sorry, chapter 7, step 7, which is design your content production plan for the last chapter I was going to record because that chapter is 13,500 words. The other chapters averaged 3,550 words. This one was 13,500 words. I saved it for the end because, frankly, I was scared of it, and it took me forever. But at the end of the day, (laughs) I'm really happy with the audiobook recording. I think it sounds awesome, and I'm really excited for people that love audiobooks like me. Kate, anything you want to add from your perspective on that before we move to February's 2021's income breakdown? No, I mean, you really rocked that audiobook all on your own. I, you were so disciplined about it. No surprise there. But your dedication to being in your studio and recording, what were you doing? Two chapters a day? Two one chapters chapter a day? day. Two chapters a day, plus you're doing all the editing for it. I mean, I know that you sent that final file off somewhere and that somebody else is probably yeah, going to be... They're literally doing nothing. It's the easiest job <laughs> they've ever had, literally. Because you're an audio expert and I you did, did everything. All. I did it all. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I totally echo your sentiment and everyone else says there's no way that anybody else could have recorded this <laughs> audiobook. So Fire Nation, like you, I have not gotten to hear this yet. John's keeping so much close to his chest on this book, um, but I am very excited to dive into the audiobook as well. Well, Fire Nation, we are not even close to done dropping value bombs, so make sure you stick around after our sponsors where we will be getting into the details of the income report. You know I'm big on health and wellness, and I'm constantly looking for ways to improve the quality of nutrients and minerals I put in my body so I can operate at my optimal level. That's why I started drinking Athletic Greens years ago after learning about how much greatness is packed into just one scoop a day. 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, and that includes a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. Whether you're looking to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid digestion, or help support a healthy immune system overall, well, Athletic Greens is a a no-brainer. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. Busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, the environment stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods can leave us deficient in key nutrients. And this is where Athletic Greens can help. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They're offering Fire Nation a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit 
athleticgreens.com slash fire and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health. That's athleticgreens.com slash fire. With the COVID-19 pandemic still ongoing and with businesses needing to adapt, entrepreneurs are moving to online courses more than ever. With Thinkific, the best platform to create, market, and sell an online course, it's easy to pivot and create an impactful course for your business. With Thinkific, you get total control over the structure, price, and content of your online courses, and you don't have to be tech savvy to get started. And we speak from personal experience. We've been hosting our courses on Thinkific since 2017. Our students rave about how easy it is to follow our content. Thanks to Thinkific's readily available themes and templates. And in a world where spending hours online can get exhausting, we know that we are delivering an experience for our students that is both user-friendly and engaging, allowing them to succeed and reach their goals. Whether you're a guitar teacher or an executive business coach, Thinkific can help you expose your business to millions of people worldwide. Join the thousands of entrepreneurs creating and selling their own online courses and start monetizing your skills today at thinkific.com slash E-O-F. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash E-O-F. O-F. February 2021's income breakdown, our product and service income was $154,000. Um, we sold a total of 600, or sorry, of 306 journals. Plus, we shipped out 672 journal trios for a total of 2,322 journals. Uh, the revenue we generated from our 306 journals sold was just under ten thousand dollars, nine thousand nine eighty six. The Freedom Journal did one fifteen. The Mastery Journal sixty seven, and the Podcast Journal coming in strong at one twenty four, taking this month's crown. Uh, Podcasters Paradise had a strong month at twenty thousand one hundred and eighty eight total dollars. Um, we have podcast sponsorships brought in ninety seven thousand dollars. What an amazing month there! Um, our bulk buy packages brought in 26K. Um, our affiliate income was actually pretty low this month. We must have just kind of missed a couple big payouts that have actually come in March. So I expected it to be much bigger. And that was down to 6,823. That's the lowest our affiliate income has been in a long, long time. Uh, but ClickFunnels was only at 4,500. And typically it's triple that. So I expect a big month in March. And I've already actually seen a couple of those payments come in. So keep your eyes on that. Um, our total gross was 160. Our total expenses, which are all listed out, were $17,067 for a total net profit of $143,816 to make our 91st month in a row of having a net profit of over $100,000. And wow, Kate, I think you have a pretty interesting biggest lesson learned before we sign off here. So take it away. <laughs> I do have an interesting biggest lesson learned this month because never has it been clearer to me the power of organization. This is this book launch has been so many moving pieces. And if you guys were with us through the Freedom Journal launch, the Mastery Journal launch, the podcast journal launch as well, um, and you followed along with the logistics there and what it was like launching on Kickstarter and you know, working with Richie Norton and his team over at product to source the materials, to find the warehouse, like all of that. Uh, there's just so much that goes into it. And when you move over to traditionally publishing, that adds like 10 more pieces to the puzzle that are all very complex because you're bringing in even more teams, even more logistics. And 
I mean, bulk orders, pre-order bulk orders were such a huge part of our pre-launch strategy and our pre-orders that, man, that in and of itself has presented just a lot of very new lessons. So going back to the power of organization, I thought that I would share with you just a handful of ways that I'm kind of keeping tabs on everything. Um, for all intents and purposes, I basically look at myself as a sort of project manager for this project, um, meaning it's kind of my responsibility in a lot of areas to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and I'm handling a lot. So like making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, <laughs> holding myself accountable. And a few ways that I've done this is like, if you think about the pre-order page, the influencer page, the swipe copy page, um, the landing pages for all of the retailers, the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I mean, that's just like randomly off the top of my head. I think I just named like seven, five, six, seven different websites. So one way that I'm keeping those organized is I have a bookmarks bar. I'm a huge fan of using a bookmark bar um, on whatever browser you use. I use Google Chrome. And so on my bookmark bar, I have a folder just for this launch and I'm bookmarking all of the landing pages that I probably end up visiting five, 10 times a day just to like reference different things, um, to help remind myself of where stuff is at. So a bookmarks bar for sites and for documents, because we've been doing a lot in Google Docs. That's another part of the organizational process. Like we have a Google Doc with agenda, with an agenda for all of our calls. Um, I've created my own Google Doc that I call it my master book launch document. And in that Google Doc, I literally have a running list of every single piece of information, every question I've asked, every answer I've received. Um, because again, when you're, we're working with Givingtons, who's shipping out our, our bulk orders, we're working with HarperCollins, we're working with Amber's team. And when you start to kind of have to bring all those pieces together and you're going to multiple places for questions and answers, it can be really difficult to manage and keep track of those communications. So it's like a question that I asked two months ago, like it might've been on my mind two months ago, but I haven't revisited it for two months. How am I gonna quickly and easily get to that information? So the Google doc with all of my notes in there has been really super helpful for that. Um, and of course, these Google docs with the agendas for our calls, all of my notes, um, those are all saved as well in my bookmark folder for all the sites and documents for this project. Um, we also have a Google spreadsheet that's helping us track all of our bulk orders, which John, you set up. That has just been like so incredibly helpful, especially now that we're at the point of actually getting those addresses over to the warehouse for shipment. It's been um, pretty much where I've lived the last two weeks to be able to follow up with people, confirm their address, and then I'm color coding it to remind myself of like, addresses that are confirmed, addresses I'm still waiting for confirmation on, addresses that I've actually sent over to the warehouse already. Um, so that Google spreadsheet has just been a huge win. Um, and of course, I can't forget Boomerang for Gmail. Holy cow. Reminders, follow-ups for confirmation, getting answers on questions that I have, making sure that people are keeping things moving on their end, um, requests that we have for website updates, our bonuses are you know, kind of changing and flowing. Our bulk buy packages have changed and flowed several times. Organizing 
all of that stuff without like losing your mind in terms of where can I find this? Where did I get that? Where did I put that? Where can I find this? <laughs> it's a lot. And so I've really learned this month how powerful organization can be. And if you are able to sit down and just like really backtrack and think of the most simple form of being able to keep everything in a place where it's easy to find so that you're not recreating the wheel or spinning your wheels and try to find something it has just i know that it has saved me so much time and so much frustration to know exactly where i need to go for stuff so if you have a project coming up a project that you're currently working on a launch coming up um, you're you're starting a podcast you want to get your content creation plan going Think about how you can organize the thoughts, the ideas, the conversations, the brainstorming, um, what actions you've taken, what actions still need to be taken. I really encourage you to think about how you can organize that stuff, maybe in some of the same ways that I've mentioned today. Maybe you have other programs or things that you use for organization, um, but don't skip that step because even if you think like, oh, I'm just starting out on this, like I can wait a while to start organizing you know, I'm early on, I really don't have that much to keep track of. It'll be fine. Don't say that. <laughs> Stop today. Um, set aside some time, really get those things together and in order because I can promise you in the weeks and months to come, it's going to be so incredibly helpful. And until next month, Fire Nation, keep your fire burning. Online training is skyrocketing across every industry and thousands of entrepreneurs just like us are using Thinkific to create, market, and sell online courses, launch your own online course, and share your knowledge with the world today. Get started at thinkific.com slash EOF. That's T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash E-O-F.